today's town hall is going to be about consent, uh, pressure, and guilt. Uh, remember, um, uh, <laughs> me, me and Bryce had that whole conversation about succinctness. Try to keep your answers like succinct and everything like that. And uh, basically what I see when I think about this topic of consent is that, you know, when when it has to do with being under a certain age, like under the age of 18, it's like a lot of times uh, you had no consent of where you were born, uh, who you were born to, you know, the kind of... Um, conditions and all of that stuff that you were born in. So, uh, also, also when you're going through, you know, uh, uh, life, it's, it's like when you're, when you're eight, when you're under 18, it's like, like the, the choice of your schools and your teachers, <laughs> most of the time you don't have, you know, a lot of consent on that stuff either. And, uh, I see that when it also comes to consent, you know, people are forced into jobs and relationships, you know, a lot of times through either physical, psychological and physiological necessity, uh, you know, for fear of uh, deprivation. And uh, I, I also try to think like, does a culture of hidden agendas and deception create a culture do, is is that a culture of consent? But if that is a culture of consent, then this kind of, you know, hidden agendas and things like that, they create for a fragile and shaky ground of this consent. And also, if you really don't want to do something, but if you feel obligated to do it, because if you don't, it'll jeopardize uh, uh, something that you rely on in your life then that's not really consent either. So uh, unbalanced power dynamics, also where a person may not have any leverage, leads to cultures of like, either you do it or else, you know, something bad will happen to you. Is that consent? And uh, also, speaking of consent, it's like you never agreed to any of your culture's rules uh, and regulations before you were born. And uh, choices are only available based on the networks and resources that you have in your area. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, also, I think consent is important because in our constitution, it says that we need the consent of the governed, right? So, um, yeah. So if... If um if anyone would like to uh come up, uh maybe talk about some things about like uh consent and things like that, please try and make it brief, or um or or a special kind of um you know the power to say no, like people should have that or else consent is non-existent, and there's no consent in an economic jungle. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see you. Uh, yeah, please come up and just share. Let's see. I think, Ariel, what you're talking about <clears throat> with uh, consent, right, is because to me, consent is about like having the ability to say yes or no without massive repercussion, right? Right. So, so it, it's not that, it's not even it's not even so much to me. It's like, well, you have the option to say no, but it's like, it's like, what, what is going to be the impact? Like, is, is it a viable option? You have viable options to go either way. Right. So, go ahead. Exactly. And also like a lot of times there's this little bit of like a uh, uh, tit for tat when it comes to consent. And it's like, you, you do, you may have the power to say no, but if it's, if it's a person with a lot of power and a lot of influence and you say no to them, then there's like a lot of uh, cultural and societal pressure of like, 
why you would say no like like that and then and then people would would come to you and especially if it's a familial system and everything like that they'll say like you 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 have you know like when when you said no like we didn't really appreciate that you said no to this person that we respect and admire so every single time about that there's like this this kind of culture of like why would you why would you do something like that uh uh you know and that's that's not healthy like the the healthiest thing with a culture of consent is actually having mutual beneficial relationships with each other where you both agree to say yes because you enjoy each other's company and you enjoy what you have to offer each other but people are kept in these kinds of like unreciprocal relationships because of power and resource imbalances so one person has to say yes and the and and if they if they said no like these these imbalances would kind of reveal themselves and like they're kind of right right back at it to say yes so that's that's the kind of thing that i see over here yeah and and you know, that there's something that, um, like what Noam Chomsky talked about a lot that I guess, I think it was Walter Lippmann, was the guy who coined, coined the phrase was how it affects politically is manufacturing consent, right? Right. It, it, it's, it's what the media does, that, that particular term is like what the media does, or uh, people of high ranking power to right. kind of create narratives that make it so unsavory for you to make a choice in opposing a specific uh, path that basically right. uh, they're, they're, they're basically almost brainwashing you or through coercion or manipulation pushing you towards a certain way of acting a certain way of doing things a certain way of decision making exactly and i'm glad you brought that up for for instance like the the vaccine mandate here in the state of like the city of los angeles first it was like you could say no and then that was bad, but still wear your mask and everything like that. And then I was finally looking to getting my vaccine and not having to wear my mask anymore. So the whole idea of sometimes when you say yes reluctantly, when you really want to say no, is that you tell yourself, well, if I say yes, then at least I'm going to have some kind of advantage or some kind of help down the road. So I'm not saying yes, because I want to do this. I'm saying yes, because I do do this, I will have an advantage, or I will have something. So my reluctance to say yes to the vaccine was like, I, I didn't want to go everywhere with like a mask anymore. But then they brought the, the, the mask mandate back. So another type of thing where it's consent is they try to coax and cajole you into saying yes by putting a carrot if you do the right thing you know like carrots and sticks it's like you say you say yes and we'll give you we'll give you some money we'll give you a nice little you know card with some money on it so then then you say yeah it's so so then you'll say yes to it and then the the last phase is like total coercion where now in the state of Los Angeles they're making these vac they're 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 the, the city of LA they're making a mandatory vaccine passport for concerts and venues and you know all those things like that yeah in Dardine it's the county it's not even it's the, just the city yeah it's the county exactly yeah. it's the county so so this is where like coercion comes into play so with that uh yeah Jacqueline I do see your hand up um yes Ariel and um uh Bryce. Sorry, I can't remember your coat. I'm an idiot with names. Okay. The other guy who was just talking, who made some really great points. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Bryce. 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 Why do I keep thinking it's Boyce? I, I <laughs> Boyce Bryce. I get I get these names confused. Anyway, um, I was gonna say that it even um what you guys were talking about even extends into social movements like well the ubi movement now you know it's like if you speak out and say hey look i'm not consenting to throwing 
you know, entire groups of people under the bus and uh, prioritizing the child tax credit and focusing only on that and its permanency when there's, you know, a lot of adults out there without kids that, that need help too. And, you know, if you want to fight for a welfare program that is targeted and helps some people, then say that's what you're doing. Don't say that this is a strategy for UBI. Well, saying that resulted in some backlash for me as somebody who, um, you know, really does not agree with cherry picking winners and losers. You know, right. we've seen it before. It does not work well. Right. I've seen it with the healthcare reform debates and what we ended up getting was mm-hmm. um, something that while okay. some people are getting helped, um, many more being left wow. out and paying for it with their lives and medical bankruptcies. Um, you know, and yeah, uh, uh, I I think what what you're 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 getting at is that if you don't tow like a certain line, yes, in some kind of movement, and then then um, you don't give your consent to the overall message, then you get ostracized for it. Yeah, right? and you end okay. up you end up losing support, you end up losing patrons, you end up um, losing, um, so-called friends. And it's like, really, were they friends in the first place? And I sympathize with you, Ariel, on the vaccine. Now I'm immune compromised. I got my shots, Mm -hmm. but Hey, if you don't want to, you shouldn't have to, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my own thoughts about it, but ultimately it's your choice. Just, you know, wear a mask. Don't, don't put, um, medically at risk people at risk, but, you being vaccinated or not vaccinated, um, you know, right. the whole carrot and stick thing, it goes Got way on. beyond this. It goes into social justice movements like the UBI movement. Right, right, right. Jacqueline, I'm I'm going to have to jump to a question that I just got in the messages. But right. but but but, th- but thanks for your uh, uh, contribution. Let me let me get get to that right, right. now. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so he says that, that, um, what's his name? Someone just messaged me. You didn't mention the internet sites where we have to consent to, but first you need to read a book of terms and agree. Otherwise you don't get the account. We are forced to otherwise we don't get full use of these sites. Okay. So I guess, I guess that makes sense because like you, you have to agree to those terms and conditions that you have to like check that little box. But then the thing is, is that uh, that uh, what what has what has to happen is if you don't if you don't check that box, what happens is that they don't uh, uh, let you use the site. And one can say is that if you didn't consent to those terms and conditions, you know, in the first place, then. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for, then they don't have to give you access if you don't consent to their terms and conditions. Now, the problem that I find with that is, is like, if this is the new public square, where this is, this is like the way everybody's there, and that's what they're getting their voices heard on. It's like, if, if, like, like, it's, it's such a, it's such a big overarching thing, that it's like, you have to consent or else you won't get your voice heard, right? That's uh, uh, what what I'm kind of seeing in this manner. What do you think, Bryce? Oh yeah, no, I I agree with what you were talking about, and and you know something I was just thinking of is like the, you know, the, is real. How how much how often is consent really available to us? Like, right? And I, I think of like. I was thinking of like, what's the difference between consent and liberty? You know, that's something that I was just thinking right now. And I was trying to come to grips, grips with that. And you can just, you can create situations where it's like, it's just so unsavory not to do a specific thing. And this goes back to uh, manufacturing consent. It's so unsavory either socially or uh, politically, or, you know, you just your basic day-to-day routines that it's going to be so difficult for you to do certain things. That you do, you just, you end up just say, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that just to avoid all the hassle. Right. So, you know, in a way your consent but, is being like, like that, the, manipulated. The, the, the hassle of not consenting in and of itself 
is is a chore. You you know you know what I'm talking about. It's like because if you do not consent, then there they may not you know you like like it's not everybody. I hate when people use the phrase. So anyway, with that being said, I think we got Steve O coming up here and uh, ML. So yeah, Steve O, you got anything to add? Yeah, I, I I find this so interesting because in my lifetime I watched the industry of marketing um, become a billion dollar industry or multi-billion dollar industry. And, and it kind of permeates through everything. Um, I looked at, you know, we look at campaigning with politicians and how they've learned to manipulate and grassroots. And, you know, they throw all those catchphrases out, but, but they, uh, just like you're saying, it's that there's a compulsion there. Um, you know, we all, we heard all about the silent majority. Why was the, the majority silent during right. campaigns? Well, because they were demonized if they spoke out against what the loud minority ha- had to say. Right. But that was all right. And that was all part of the campaign. So I'm looking like, well, everything's a campaign now. When somebody mm-hmm. wants to get their way or their point across, they're going to campaign in a way to demonize anything contrary to what they're saying. Right. Right. Instead of asking, why are you saying no? They're saying like, you're a terrible human being because you're saying no. Right. It's, 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 it's like, it's like that. It's, it's absolutely atrocious. And with that ML, you, you join, you can give, if you want to give your two cents. Hey folks, how you doing? (laughs) This is going pretty well. Consent. Okay, I joined late. Oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out what what um, specifically you're talking about. It, like, like basically, like consent, pressure, and guilt. It's like when you like, let's say you don't have the power to say no to a certain like job or to a certain relationship because if you do understand, if you do say no, it's going to take away like just your ability to kind of live a dignified life or have some kind of, you know, you know, income or something like that in general, or, you know, stuff, stuff like that. So you feel coerced into saying yes, because the repercussions of saying no are so huge that you, you, you can't, you can't deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In general, if you say no, you can't join. I thought when, when you talked about consent, I thought, you know, when you use Facebook, you automatically consent to all their terms and conditions. And when you use Twitter, and when you use Amazon, and when you use when you get a Visa or Mastercard, whenever you do anything, right, you're consenting to a very long list of terms and conditions. <laughs> right. You probably don't even you don't even know what they are. I right, mean, we're right. consenting. We're, we are consenting right now by default to Twitter's terms and conditions. Exactly. So I think you, it's tough to do, it's tough to use any service or get involved with anything uh, without yeah. consenting because by using these services contractually, usually you, you consent, legally you consent to everything, which you haven't read yet. Right. Right, exactly. And the thing is, is that like what, but what, but then they say that, oh, well, you don't have to consent. Like, because if you, if you want to have this kind of relationship with this platform and have an account, then no, no one's forcing you to be on any of these platforms and do any of these things. And then, and then, but then I, then you say like, well, if, (laughs) if you, if you didn't, you couldn't participate in greater society right now. Well, if you don't every... consent, you... yeah, if you don't consent, you don't use it. Right. If you don't consent, you don't use it. But what are the consequences of well, not then... having access to it? Yeah, right. Then you won't be using anything. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, so at a certain point, it's like all these people who have the power to make us consent to these things, we never really asked ourselves, like, how did they become so powerful, right? So, Steve-O, yeah, you have your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it, it begs the question of what is what is um, our basic right and what is a privilege? Because mm-hmm. I think that, that it's like a sliding scale when it, 
when it comes to certain people um, and how it's going to benefit them. I, I was friends with a group of people who renounced their social security numbers and and wanted nothing to do with the government having any control over them. And then if you get pulled over and you don't have a driver's license, well, you don't technically have to have one, but now you're going to have to get a lawyer and go to court to fight against everything that tells you you have to have one because driving is actually a privilege, not a right in our country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And how many of these things that are privileges are necessary for you to live a dignified life. Uh, you know, pre-Uber, um, I, I lived in Bel Air, and there are a lot of people who live in, like, rural communities with, like, uh, uh, that, that if you don't have a car, that sometimes there's no bus coming over there, and sometimes you, you, don't, you don't even have sidewalks. You know, in some of these communities that only gated, like cars can access, like gated communities. And it's like, you have to consent to those things because if you don't consent to those things, you can't drive to get your groceries. And there's no, and this is like pre Uber. And even if you want to use an Uber, you have to consent to all of their terms and conditions before you use one. Like, you need to wear a mask inside of the uber and uh and and you see that's that's the thing so the thing is is that how much how how much freedom do we truly have when you have to say yes to so many things that you may not want in your mm -hmm. life yeah yeah i mean no but that no just this this conversation is like freedom is currency, mm -hmm. right? Especially in Western countries. So that now the trick is to put you in a position to voluntarily, by consent, give up some of those freedoms. So me as a business owner, you know, Twitter, whatever, now I have some control over right. it. Right. Because that has value and that has power. So, and, you know, and like I was saying, is, is consent really exists if you don't have an equal and like what? What Equal is the opportunity like? Like if I say no, if I say no to the Twitter's to terms of service TOS, can I still participate in Twitter? If it's if, if then 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 it creates an incentive for me to just waive my rights because they know there's not really many viable options. That's always the trick, right? It's like nobody's putting a gun to your head. But if you don't have viable options, if saying no is so unsavory or like, okay, well, maybe there isn't a monopoly, but the competitive market is so slim yes. that you're basically and voluntarily give up your rights. Yes. Yeah, you'll handicap yourself. I was going to say the scariest consents that you give by default are, uh, do you use Windows? Do you use Microsoft products? Do you know you're <laughs> consenting to, to them? Do you think they, uh, you're, you're consenting... To them collecting all your data. If you use Google, hey, does anyone here use Google? <laughs> does anyone here use Google? Or does anyone here use Gmail? Did you know that Google saves every single one of your emails? You know, you consent. You give away all your privacy. You consent. You don't even know what you consent to when you're yeah. using Gmail, when you're using Zoom, uh, when you're using uh, Google Drive, iCloud, all this stuff. You're consenting by default to terms and conditions. You don't even know what they're doing with your stuff. But you have to consent or else you don't use it. Yeah. Right, and the, but the way around that, they can say, well, there's there's competitors. Go to a competitor, right? right? But, <laughs> so, but, but, but sometimes yeah. there isn't a good competitor, right? And, and, yeah. and so that, they, they dodge the monopoly part of it because, okay, there is enough competition out there, but it's like it's so unusable. Or is it's not going to say, no, you won't be able to get done what you want to, so you just yield, right? They're just trying to convince you to yield and give up your, yep. your freedoms, their, whatever their needs yeah. are. And, and it's like, it, it's so weird because, you know, look, like, I don't, I don't know, like, if anybody here is like a Gen Xer planning on having kids, how much consent are your kids really going to have in this new world of these technological monopolies yeah they've given it away already on tiktok all the data goes to the chinese communist party all of it <laughs> right i mean i mean it's so weird it's it's like it's it's but but it's this invisible um 
you know, consenting to things that you just feel is like, you know, you, you have to do it. But then if, if you, if you really look into it, you don't have a choice, but you're under the illusion that somehow that you do. Right. It's, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yep. That's what they do. These services that are uh, so good and that have no uh, reasonable competition, they just bake everything into the uh, consent agreement that they can get away with legally. Right. They, they take as much as they can. And, then, and sometimes when they overstep their bounds and they sell your data and they get caught by Congress, they, they get hauled to Washington and then they say, oops, sorry, oh, that was a mistake. We won't do that again. Right. Exactly. Wow. I see. But they're, they're, they're the, the big guys, we all know the, the biggest platforms, they're so big. And like Bryce was saying, there's no uh, reasonable competition. They'll just stuff the, the terms and conditions full of everything they can get away with legally. Right. Uh, yeah, Nini, I've seen you came up. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, it, acts, it made me a speaker when I rejoined the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, no problem. But but then I'll move on. Okay, so one of the things I note wrote note noted in my what I wrote down is that narcissists love cultures of force, strictness, social games, and tit for tat, and not natural and mutual relationships. So 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 what? But also unbalanced power dynamics, and you having no leverage leads to cultures of non-consent because these 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 uh because because like i i look i want to create a website called ariel's world right i know i know that that sounds a little bit like uh like toot my own horn or something like that but then i'm like okay so i'm not gonna consent to uh you know twitter or facebook i'm actually gonna drop Twitter, Facebook, all this stuff, but they were all here first. It's like, who's going to go to arielsworld.com and create an account on there? Maybe <laughs> like, like I, I know some of you will, but the funny thing is, is like, but if I don't have Twitter, Facebook, or, you know, discord or any of these other big guys like Google to get even the message out there, that this this new idea exists, this new thing exists, and we can all go there. Then it's it's not a fair competition. What the 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 person the the giants that I'm competing with have so much more power, resources, and uh, abilities to get the word out and to spread their information that some fledgling kind of like new idea isn't going to have that much power and you know our our internet landscape before it was the wild wild west but now that these monopolies have kind of like taken over and ossified our internet landscape it's like you don't have consent in an in a world of monopolies and people having this much power like for instance in in kansas the there or, or in another southern state the Koch brothers were like dumping their uh uh chemicals in some kind of like southern community and it made all these people sick and uh and then all those sick people they never consented to have these toxins dumped into their communities but I, I I don't know. It's it's like what what are they? What is their recourse? What and what is their power to say no when these monopolies are so big and they can just do whatever they want? <laughs> like, yeah. It's 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 very it, it's it's a very tough nut to crack, you know. And that's the thing. It's like I'm not going to consent. I'm going to go to somewhere else. But that somewhere else is so small and so um, um, not known about and insignificant that it's like, like they own the sandbox 
that everybody is playing in and you have to say yes or else you have these tiny little sandboxes on the outskirts that are that are not really that you know interesting or that don't really garner enough attention for you to be playing with other people you're just going to be lonely and sad if everybody is over there and you're just like that one person on the outskirt because you said no it's just the way yeah, exactly hey i was just i had a quick question for you ariel mm-hmm. uh when you generated this room and this or this space with this uh, regarding this topic was there some uh specific example of consent you were thinking of when you when you started this yeah well i mean maybe not maybe not like a 100% but i'm just thinking about all the consent that i didn't have as like a young kid to be involved in the fights of my parents to be involved in the drama of my family to I didn't have the power to say no to a lot of things I did in school that didn't really help me in the long run in my life and it's so interesting that when you're when you're under the age of 18 basically all your consent is stripped away from you because you don't know any better to make your own choices or do your own thing and so like I never had the consent to be you know, put into these ugly situations. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I think generally consent is uh, agreeing legally to an agreement, and normally minors can't sign contracts or agree to legal things, so your parents did that on your behalf. Right. I, I, I know. I know that that's true, but it's like, like, when do you teach young people consent and is consent only about sex or is it just about like, where do I want to spend my time? Right. Sometimes when, you know, I see these big, loud, obnoxious parties that I don't want to be part of. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really give my consent, but I get dragged. It's like a lot of times when you're younger, you get dragged into a lot of situations that are unhealthy for you, but you don't really have a choice because, Hey, you're not making your own money or having your own stuff or your own this or that. And then people don't tell you like, you know, this is what you can or can't give your consent to. All they say is like insects consent or it's, you know, no means no. But every other thing under the sun, like being a part of some kind of like program or signing these contracts or job applications that have all these questions or Everything else, it's like, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's an easy yes or no, and I don't just see that. It's simple as that. Well, anyway, with that, Michael, you have your hand up. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I do. And, and, and to a point, Ariel, I can understand and, and agree, but I also disagree somewhat. As a parent, <laughs> I've got three children, for those that don't know me. When, when Kathy and I were raising our children, and sending them to school, etc. They're innocent. When they're when a person's born, they they're so innocent they don't even know their right hand from their left. It's up to the parent or guardian to teach their children the rules and regulations of their home and do it in a loving manner. That doesn't always happen in all households. I understand about broken households and things like that. Uh, believe me, I do. But what I'm saying is, is that as a parent, whatever decision Kathy and I came up with, we always did it with the best interests of the children at heart, especially for school. Some of our decisions, and some were just mine, and some were just hers, and some were collective, and at times, we found out it was a wrong decision because of how it affected one or more of my children. And so we tweak it. Parents. When you're the firstborn, I kind of feel bad for the firstborn because I call it the experimental child. Because you, unless you have a child, you're not really going to know any parenting skill. Right. right. So when they're, when they're trying to tell you that, you know, you're, you use the word consent, pressure, and guilt. Well, you're too young to make certain decisions. And sometimes 
you may not like what your parents are deciding on your behalf and you may not like it and think it is doing you any good when in fact it is. Now, I'm not saying that's the case in everything because it's not. But right. sometimes we're talking about the overall kind of like consent over here. Uh, if, if I may, the thing, the thing is, is that we're not, um, learning to make, uh, tough decisions. If you're a young kid, like, like, like by your parents, you know, you know, and if it, like, you just, when you're young, you kind of learn to just go with the flow, keep your mouth shut and let the adults do their thing. Right. And then if, if you, if you get raised too much with that kind of mentality, you become like a pushover. And and then and then you grow into your adulthood with this whole idea of like, I should just go along to get along. So I'm gonna say yes to someone who wants me to volunteer, even though it's not really something I like. I'm gonna say yes to someone who's always asking for a favor. And I'm just gonna keep saying yes because I don't want to look like the bad guy or the pushover or the mean person or the person who's causing any trouble. So then I'm just going to keep saying yes, yes, yes. Like my parents taught me to do and you become a doormat. And that's where like some of the pressure and guilt comes in if you don't want to be a doormat. And so when we don't learn in school about like what our best interests are, like for me, I even think like my, my um like some of my university education was like a lot of pressure and a lot of guilt and it's like consenting to it because i thought of like you know something better is waiting for me on the other side and then that wasn't there so i think consent is like even a skill that we need to learn it's like who are we saying yes to who are we saying no to like how do we feel about that and should we always just be the good guy saying yes to every single person who wants a favor like like if you if you're not thinking about these things life's going to be really tough for you if you're like a doormat or a um or a pushover <laughs> you know yeah, yeah but, but you know what though you, you said quite a bit and there's a lot of stuff in there to unpack and i mean a lot not everybody was raised like you not everybody was raised like me so your perspectives are going to obviously be how you were taught, your morals, your values. That all comes from family. Whether you have good morals or bad morals, that's a question out there. And, and you tell by the fruit that they bear, whether they're good or bad, or whether they're good company for you or bad company for you. I understand being guilted into something. It's not a good feeling. I understand that you, you, know, you feel like a doormat because you're with your parents. And you also understand very well what buttons not to push because it's going to piss them off so yeah you become like a little boy you suppress things you tell you, you say yeah you're going to volunteer you don't want to and you get get up through your life like that and and if that's the type of person you are then that's how you are but you can change not an easy change but you can still change eventually when you tell somebody no instead of feeling those guilt thoughts because of how you were trained and taught by family members and school you just have to go against and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what they think. They're not, they're not signing my paycheck. And this is for my own mental health stability. And if they have a problem with it, you have to learn the attitude of all well for them. Not arrogantly, but you got to learn. And, and it, it's easier said than done a lot of times. The other thing, too, is, is that, yes, your parents are going to teach you consent and and depending upon what they're drilling into you is how you're raised but they still should be doing it in the right uh motive now divorced families and separated separation that that's another animal altogether my parents stayed together uh, they never divorced etc cetera, etc cetera. but kathy and i did divorce and i did see what it did to my children and then it gets into you can't use the children as pawn, but that's a different topic, which I'm not going to touch. So all I'm saying, Ariel, is, is that, yeah, you, 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 I, uh, for me, I can identify to a certain extent, uh, my, the, the days that I was raised were totally different than the way you were raised. Uh, I'm a lot older, 
Um, and that's the other thing you people need to respect is that each generation learns different things because they want, hopefully they want the best for their children. Um, and so they may say, no, it's not about consent just on sex. You should know as an individual that whatever it is he or she is asking you, especially if it's illegal, you should never feel guilty about saying no. Okay? I mean, that's just a given in my head. But your parents may have meant well, and you may have thought that they didn't like you when, in fact, your perception, and I don't mean you, Ariel, I'm speaking in general, your perception of what they told you and why to do it because you didn't want to do it in the first place, to me, would make it a hundred times worse. But sometimes you find that your parents were actually right and they weren't as wrong as you sometimes think. And sometimes you're correct when you think that way. So there's a balance. And finding that balance is an individual walk. And I'm very sorry for people who hold a lot of guilt in them when they shouldn't. They feel shamed because they think that if their parents find out that they didn't do this person a favor who was a personal close friend of mom or dad or older brother or sister, you know what? Let them go do it. Why should the burden be on you? These are just some thoughts that I'm expressing, and I thank you, Ariel, for allowing me to come up and, and express it. I yield the floor. Thank you, Mike. Uh, uh, I said a mouthful. Uh, yeah, so let's... Uh, uh, um, on the 15 minutes we have left, I want to get like people who uh, have not uh, participated to participate. Uh, uh, let me see if um, uh, 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 that uh, thing will will come up. Uh, so let me let me see, um, Nini. Do you have anything to add? Um. I can add, I guess, a, a couple things um, here quickly. I think that as far as, as pressure and guilt go, that some of that is, I mean, yes, we learn at a younger age what is valued um, in our behavior, but that's also something that we can learn to change. So you kind of learn to assign your value to certain reactions from people based on what you're doing. Um, and sometimes it's just un unprogramming that to realize that like your only value isn't in making your boss happy or making your parents happy and that you have other value to provide. And so some of that pressure and that guilt goes away as you realize that like they don't determine your value by how happy you make them. You determine your value yourself. Um, and the other thing would be just that I think a lot of this, it, it comes down to power dynamics and there's always going to be power dynamics because there are always going to be, there's always going to be some kind of food chain or some kind of pecking order, whether it's, you know, friendship, family, relationships. I mean, it's just inherent in our, our lives as a society. So it's, it's sort of managing the fact that there's always going to be those power dynamics, but also making sure that that they don't get out of control or that there's not that pressure just because you have the power, you know, to try to make somebody do something or see it your way. And I think that's inherent to us because we believe we're right. And so sometimes that pressure or that sort of trying to get somebody to say yes, it isn't always done in a, in a way that's intended to be mean or bad. Sometimes it's done with good intent, but people also need to recognize as they rise up in that power dynamic that they have it and be conscientious of that and what position they might be putting other people in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point, Ariel, in that she's, she talked about, because what really you're talking about, what I've been talking about too, is about power dynamics. I mean, consent in the sense that another thing that I'd mentioned was manufactured consent. And so when, when there's an uneven power dynamic, which, exists all over the place, then they're basically, that's where coercion, they're, they're, they're steering you toward you giving up your rights or signing over contractually your, you know, that I, I concede this, this, I'm, I'm waiving this. So it, it's manufactured, but it's, it's based in the power dynamics. And what exactly you were talking about with your family and stuff is, yeah, when you're a kid, there's a power <laughs> differential there you just can't get away from. And it, it doesn't, you can't get away from tier 18 and then 21 uh, as it relates to the, depending on the situation, right? What you're trying to do. So, so the consent, right. yeah, like I said, I think it should be manufactured consent, the power dynamics, which they use 
pressure and guilt is 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 a tool. Yes, exactly. You see, this is this is what I'm getting at. So, I guess my kind of clarion call for everybody in the room is, uh, don't feel that that. And then, okay, this is the part that I don't like, right? So let's say that you're, you're the people who, you know, pressured you and guilted you to do tons of things in your life. Now look at you and you followed their formula and their ideas and everything like that. And then you, you say, uh, 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 um, you know, you say something like, um, what's the question? You say something like, I don't want to do this. No, no, not I don't want to do this. They, they say something like, well, you didn't have to listen to us. You didn't have to, you know, do this, that, or the other thing. But the thing is, is that you, like, 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 that's the kind of thing that they put you through that you did have to do this, that, or the other thing because, like, they don't want to bring back those power differentials or those or those or those things like that that's the kind of thing that i'm looking at over here right it's it's that's the that's the case of like people you know not talking about those uh uh these these power differentials and it's so easy for the people who had the power in the first place to absolve themselves of x y and z and just say you didn't have to listen or you didn't have to do this it's just that I'm saying that's more complicated than that. Yeah. So so that's that's the that's the thing that I'm that I'm aiming at. So uh, let's see. So let's see. Like I, uh, it it it'll be cool if we wrap this one up kind of early. So the thing that I want to see is that uh. Is anybody uh, have any kind of last, uh, you know, uh, thing on their mind about like consent, pressure, and guilt, and all of these things, or uh, is it? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Bryce. I just my my final thing is just uh, you know know your options, but before uh, before you offer your consent, know your options, know the fallout. It, know your options and know the fallout of, of choosing the things that you do. And then lastly, here's something I don't do, is read the terms of service whenever you're, I mean, I just, I, you know, they've got brought up earlier just how often we just click agree, agree, agree. And that's more of a contractual thing or legal thing. But uh, yeah, maybe one time actually look at all the terms of service when, when as far as that type of business consent and, and see what you just kind of hand over all the time. I think that's kind of an interesting thing uh, as it relates to your freedom and rights and liberties and things like that. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Nini really quick, and then there's an extra, uh, there's Shady down there who I want to um, get to. Go ahead. I just wanted to also add to that, you know, it's it's easy to recognize it when we feel like it's happening to us. Sometimes it's harder for us to recognize it when we're doing it. Um, and I think to some extent, all of us are guilty of that as well. So just being aware of when you're pushing these little lines with people, you know, if they don't want to make plans or they don't want to go out and you're like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. Come on, it'll be fun. Like these sorts of things, these little things that we train people to accept build up to the bigger things they learn to accept. So be aware when it's happening to you and know your options. Also be conscientious of when you are doing it to other people and try to change that behavior would be my last comment. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, Shady, go ahead. Hello, Ariel. Hope you are doing well. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm joining from India. Uh, this topic is extremely deep, as I understand. Uh, I just joined late. Uh, however, my reflection on the same is in the Southeast Asian culture, consent itself is a difficult uh, negotiation. Uh, in uh, the culture where I have grown up, uh, consent is difficult to communicate, to understand, and uh, consent pressure is there at many levels, uh, from day-to-day -day life to workspace 
to relationships and boundaries everywhere there can be consent pressure so i was uh, reflecting on that ariel you have anything to say yeah yeah like it's different in different cultures i know that in my persian culture you know that there's a lot of pressure to get involved in a gathering of people and there's a lot of pressure to say certain things to certain people in certain ways and look certain ways and say certain things and a person didn't consent to doing any of these things but if they don't do any of these things then people will talk people will say why didn't he say this why did he do this to me or that to me or 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 i i you know you know and and why didn't they show up it's like you didn't you didn't want to show up but they're like oh they should have shown up like like we're going to remind them next time we see them that they didn't show up or we're just going to create a really awkward uncomfortable situation for them if if you don't give your consent like they they they're not going to like hurt you if you say no but they're just going to make the other situations with you awkward or miserable or weird so you say yes because you want to avoid that kind of awkwardness and annoyance and stuff like that. So so that's the thing. When it comes to consent, always remember to weigh your options. So what I'm going to do is I I actually have an appointment really quick in like uh in in like 2 hours <laughs> like like have to have to get my stuff together, but um I think that this has been like a great talk uh when it comes to consent, always weigh your options always think about the things that are going on and uh with that being said Ta Tanya I'll ask you for the statistics in the private messaging it's oh, it's okay but uh yeah yeah uh uh with that being said uh, the last but not least my my co-host and then uh uh if if you if you kind of think that I wrapped it up well I'll just wrap it up here no, yeah, that was fine. I, I said my piece the okay. last time around. Awesome, so, yeah. awesome. Okay, okay. Okay, see you all. Thanks for, for uh, attending my town hall. It's been great. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed being a part of this. If you're looking for more, please feel free to contact me at Ariel's Ariel's on Instagram and Twitter. That's A-R-I-E-L-S-A-E-R-I-A-L-S. And you can contact me on YouTube as Revolutionary Thinking. If you'd like to get more involved in my town halls, join Ariel's Town Halls on Discord. Thank you.